why, oh, just quietly, why is, the, has, has the hockey league in the US started milling yet? I hope not. Well, they, they, have, they have knee pads. They haven't. They, haven't. they, they just don't report it. It is surprising how much of, like, that was very much an American news-dominated type thing, but I did not know it crept into the cricket. I was unaware of what happened last night. It only night. happened overnight, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to read that. I've been working all day, so that's interesting. Love to be able to read what the article's saying, hear what Aaron uh, Finch has got to say as well, to have a chance to hear both points of view on that one. I, I'd be more interested in the game. Isn't that more important? Oh, absolutely. Well, but do we care? Can I say that's probably the most harmonising aspect of all sport. fact is we don't give a rats about where you come from. We give a rats where you actually get up there, play well, keep it competitive, and at the end of the day when it's all finished, we'll shake hands and have a drink. That's no, the unifying that's aspect. I never saw the West Indies as being black. I just saw them coming from the Caribbean. Well, no, we all I, grew up in that era in the 70s, 80s and early 90s. Well, they were the kings of cricket. And they, they weren't were, black. They were just from the Caribbean and they happened to be black. And, and they were treated like gods when they were here. Mm. Uh, mm. And uh, I do remember reading this article. Um, it was the tour of 92. And they'll talk. I'm trying to remember the cricket player's name. He was new at the time in 92. And he was talking about the issue that they had with groupies at the time because this is when they're still on the crest of the wave. It's like wherever they go, they'll be mobbed. That they were like pop stars. Not Richie Richardson. No, it wasn't Richie Richardson. They couldn't oh, get under been around for that. a while. Siemens. Siemens was who was being interviewed. Phil Simmons, yeah. Yeah, Phil Simmons. And he was talking about some of the temptations of going on tour because they are treated like, you know, pop stars of the time. And they were really larger than life. In fact, Sometimes they'd win out of their sheer presence rather than actually their talent. But that would intimidate people. Not and unlike right. Manly. <laughs> and you're right. In some ways, it was their presence. It, you didn't actually care that, I mean, yes, they were black, but it wasn't the first thing on your mind. Mm. They they drew but, huge you know, audiences because they were respected. Who's the Manly you know, equivalent of um, Phil Simmons? Would it be Cliff Lyons? Oh, I can't even go there. I don't have no idea I, I about where this is. It'd be turbo, turbo Tom, wouldn't it? Oh, these days, yeah. But. I, I look at my history. We're all obviously getting older. We're all getting more opinionated, more set in our ways. But I don't ever remember thinking about an Indigenous person as being Indigenous growing up. I don't ever remember thinking about gay people as being gay, Muslims being Muslims. You were just a person. It's only when people start shedding light on us, pay attention to us, be us, make us bigger than what we've already been, that we start saying, hang on, whoa, we don't like that. The um, more light you want, the more we want to keep you in the darkness. It's the kind of thing where probably the shift in culture has been, okay, if someone comes from a particular sexual persuasion, uh, religious persuasion, it was almost like, look, that's fine. Don't shove it down our throat. Correct. You know, we generally would respect anyone. It's it's about their personality, um, not their sexuality. It's about their personality, not their ethnicity. What, Do you know what I mean? That's what, they what say? it really counted. That's how you bonded. Religion, sexuality and vacuum cleaners. I'll find them when I'm ready. Okay, explain the last one. 
The vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaners. Well, you don't want a door-to-door vacuum salesman. You, your vacuum cleaner breaks, and you go, well, you walk into Harvey Norman and you buy it. Who, whoever buys a bloody vacuum cleaner door-to-door? When was the last time a door-to-door salesman knocked on your door? Jehovah's Witness. Well, they are selling religion. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've um, always wondered when you have a Jehovah's Witness knock on your door and they're so used to going from house to house to house and being rejected and some people will be very nice, sorry, not interested, some people tell them piss off or whatever, they'll be really strong. Have they actually received training with what happens when someone says, yeah, sure, come inside? It'd be such a unique experience. I'm not too sure they'll know what to do. Yes. Years and years and years ago, I used to have a, um, she was one of those weird-ass cult religions. She would knock on my door at 5 to 2 every Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I used to start buying her, here's $2, let me give you a publication, I'll read it, thank you very much. Just because it was quicker to get off my front porch with the football starting in five minutes. Well, I wouldn't read it, no. Mm -hmm. But five minutes before footy, I want her off my porch. That $2 to buy her publication was cheaper than having her try and persuade me. These days it wouldn't matter. I'd just shut the door and say, piss off. But back then, you know, I was a little bit more polite. Um. I think the last time they came over to my place to something very equivalent, I thought they were very sneaky because there was someone at the door and there was someone just around the corner with an iPad who was actually writing in my answers. And mm. I just said, I never consented to this once I realised what was going on and I shut the door on them and told them where to go. You know, if you really want me to believe in your type of faith, what's with the cloak and dagger business? Well, cloak and dagger's always been part of religion. Uh, some don't need it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that yeah, that was well, particularly name, slight. Name me, name me one. I mean, you know, the Catholic Church goes into a little room for you to confess your sins. Yeah, you know, um, Islam, you hide your women behind a cloth. Every religion has secrecy. The um, they all do, but I'm just trying to point out that to me, there's little differences between a, a religion and a cult. And I'm saying all religions are perfect. But, I would uh, argue all religions are cults. Yeah, I think there is a bit of a difference between that because uh, religions that have been around for, like, you know, when they're getting into the thousand years plus, if they find they don't actually get the feedback loop from the people who are part of their religion, eventually cracks show and they don't exist because they no longer become relevant. But every religion is splintered in some form. Every yeah, cult splinters. They're all that's the same. what I'm trying to trying to say that feedback loop, it will splinter because it's not answering what the community's believing or seeing as reality. When you've got a cult, they won't allow you to leave or they make it bloody difficult for you to leave. I've, I've heard I've heard devout Catholics say, you know, my children are free to believe anything they want, but if they don't believe what I believe, I'll be asking them to leave the house when they turn 15. We can always find one-off examples, but it's just a little variance there. I can't believe how loud our host is. He won't shut up. Can we get a word in? You know, in in all the years we've known him, I don't think I've ever heard him have an open and passionate conversation about religion. He just listens and nods and he might be the smartest person in the room. Of course, he's in an empty room, so it doesn't matter. I'm still, I'm going back there. I'm trying to think about the difference between organised religion and cults. 
If you can't work out the difference, seriously, there's something wrong. I will give you a great example. Manly versus Broncos. You, you, you just religion. completely stuffed your whole argument already. One's a religion, I, one's a cult. I, I, I'm happy to sit back and listen to this one. Anytime you get people together and you ask them to believe in something that is un, undefinable, it's a, yeah. it's a cult. Is that the only definition? I think it's the only one that needs to be there. can't really argue with that. And if I could, I wouldn't even bother. I think all religions have a, a dogma point of view to them. No, but they word, all, they all have a dogma part. Now, whether that's harmless or not is another question, but they all have a dogma part. Yeah, but most people don't even know what dogma means. So why even use that word? It's something that you can't prove. Not mm. not a tricky thing to define. Not for you. Thus, would you say would you say a marriage has a dogma capacity to it? It has some parts in it that you can't define. Well, I mean, you, you can't define love. The colleges have to define. They talk about some of the features of it, but defining it all together, geez, that's bloody hard. I like the word segue rather than dogma. Mm-hmm. Speaking of segue, Graham, you started your new job this week? Yeah, yeah, I did. And did it change anything? Changed my job. Did you find yourself working harder or having to think more this week or was it just the same? Actually, um, same yeah, I am working harder. Um, in fact, I'm working at home now and um, getting a lot more work to do as opposed to working, say, in the branch. I am working harder. Really happy about that. Is it an adjustment to something new? Oh, not really. No, it's all stuff already new, just um, in a different format. I.e., working from home rather than being in the branch and you know talking to people face to face. Are you getting downtime? Are you making downtime, or is it go go go? About downtime. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you just say I'm, I'm going to go and watch a movie for an hour and a half. Oh, no, no, no. I, I actually work, so I have to well, I actually that, be you, there you at chose work. to. No, I can't do that. But, yeah, other people working from home can and do. Perhaps they do, but I, I can't do that. Is that from design or from ethic? No, just I've got a job, so I did the job. Sure. No, if I start at 7 in the morning and I'm going to finish at 3 in the afternoon, then I'll be working from 7 till 3. I'll have a lunch break, but I'm not going to go and watch Netflix or something during the day. That wouldn't make sense. In an office environment, environment, you can go and sit in the kitchen and chat to people, check your mail, type an email, have a chat at someone's desk about the footy on the weekend. You can have whole chunks of time when you're not actually doing your job. Oh, no. I've actually got heaps of work to do, so I try and get that work done. Um, how were your performance reviews, Clay? Always great. Always. <laughs> great. I was always sick on the day those, those were given. Years ago, Mary Ann used to work in an office, and she would call me up at about 11 a.m. and go, I've done all my work for the day. What do I do? And I used to say to her, well, have you, have you had a social interaction with your teammates? No. Have you chatted to him in the coffee in the coffee lounge? No. Have you read all your emails? No. Have you forwarded those funny little emails to people? No. Um, I used to say to her, "Well, then you're you're not doing the office thing right." She God, used to say to me, well, "I'm there. To, I'm there to work." You've got to be human in an office. You can't be a machine. 
Yeah, but uh, I can't think of too many jobs where you have that much free time on your hand. You make free time. <laughs> if you walk in the door, you do as much as you need to do in the first 20, 30 minutes. And you go make coffee, you flit around, you have a conversation or three. You go back to your desk, you do more work. You know, people come over and talk to you because they're trying to kill time. So you're quote unquote working at your desk. You then go to their back to their desk. Your day, eight hours a day does not need to be put to the floor. It shouldn't be put to the floor. There needs to be a social energy. Mm -hmm. Social Uh, energy. And you're not getting that at home. No, I'm not. But the trade-off is you're not driving three hours a day. Oh, look, I'm really happy I'm not getting the social energy. Um, yeah, I'm not <laughs> driving. Um, that's awesome that's not, that's as well. I, I can, I can get up at seven and start work at one minute past seven. Pretty happy with that. Do you wear pants to work? What, now or before? <laughs> now. Definitely oh, I, now. I've seen you put on pants for a podcast. I'll never get that memory out of my system. <laughs> I always wear pants when I go to work. So do you wear the pants around the house? The same pants as I wear when I go to work. Right. <laughs> are, are, you, are you showering? Are you waking up at six and showering, getting dressed, or are you just throwing on what you wore yesterday and should be right? I'm still waking up at about 5.30. Um, and I'm putting the buds in my ears and listening to this and that for about an hour, thinking, shit, I've got to go all the way down the stairs to go to work. It's really horrible. But, um, no, it's all good. I, I think that when I'm on the couch, shit, I've got to go I can imagine. my feet to the fridge. My, you're like, I'm on the couch, shit, I've got to go to sleep. So you're going to have to get off the couch and then go to your bedroom well, here's the problem. From my lounge couch to the bedroom, there's a second couch in the middle of the walkway. So I actually go from couch to couch and then the bed. Look, don't so think we really- don't understand your pain. Um, I do. <laughs> Did you predict this corona kind of isolation lockdown years in advance and been practising it? Well, definitely practising. Mm-hmm. Definitely practising. No, I see, to me, lifestyle hasn't changed much. I mean, the only thing that's really changed for people has been the choice to do nothing. Well, there's certainly a choice there, but, I mean, um, look, we haven't touched base in ages. I mean, were you doing regular things that you had to go outside for? No, I've been, I've been very much a homebody for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. So, um, at best, shopping in the park and the Pelicans? Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. now the Pelicans won't even associate with you? No, actually, that's very true. The, the pelican feeding has been cancelled, so I'm like, what do I do at 3 o'clock? Feed yourself, make peanut butter sandwiches. Well, this is true. This is true. It's been, to me, the, the, the issue I have is, do I want to go and see a movie? Oh, I can't. Do I want to go and see a football game? Oh, I can't. That, that's the only real issue for me. Have any of you guys during this last, what, six months or so come across any real-life Karens, whether on the phone? I'm probably, I'm probably the real-life Karen. Oh, I ought to ask you a few things, Karen, but you're a Karen in reverse uh, because you've actually, uh, you know, c- called people numerous names for them not actually uh, following through in isolation and social distancing. 
I'm talking about those ones going, the 1948 Bill of Human Rights, blah, 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 UN, says that you can't tell me to do this. And I just look at this and I'm thinking, stop being a selfish cow, you know. You've got to think about your responsibilities, not just your rights in this situation. I firmly believe that people... Come across directly a Karen? No, Like, you know, the famous one at Bunnings? No, I I haven't, but... um... We know they're out there, but people just need to be more aware that this is just a pandemic that's never going to happen again in our lifetime, Touchwood. Yeah, that's true. Um, I drove down to see the um, the Marion's grandma last week and arrived and was told, sorry, they're in lockdown. I respect that. That happens. Drove back home and that was my day. I want to observe it because it's a very simple thing like this. I don't want to have in my conscience that I may have shown no symptoms, but I've given it to somebody else whose immune system is weaker than me, and they're put mm. in a perilous state. And Correct. worse, I mean, this kills people, particularly the elderly and particularly those who are vulnerable. And I know that in some ways I just have to suck this up. That doesn't mean I like it. Uh, I well, go, do go back to the Spanish flu. Well, mm. What did they do? They didn't have internet, Netflix, Zoom, telephones, mobile phones, they just stayed home. If we can, if they can do that in that situation, we can do that with Netflix and Zoom. There's one interesting thing about the Spanish flu that I found quite interesting, that there was that lockdown and all these kind of precautions, very similar to what's happening. But there's some jurisdictions in the States who relaxed the lockdown and then there was another flare-up. So it's that mm. kind of, ba- and it's that similar argument you hear, oh, we got to get the economy right versus the health kind of thing. And to me, I think without your health, you don't have an economy. I know you're, you're right. Did anyone think- actually go home to watch Netflix during the Spanish flu? It took them a while to get their business models right back then. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you've got to remember the Kardashians were a little bit behind their time. <laughs> True. Mm. Guys, I've got to shoot. Graham, thank you very much. So we have an interesting situation where we have Graham who just says, guys, I've got to go. And we're unsure if this is an extended loo break. We're unsure if this is to deal with the kids. We're unsure if we've bored him shitless. We hope that we haven't bored you shitless. I uh, I think the, 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 the... Conversation was so poignant and so touching that he's gone to cry for a while. I'm not too sure if he's crying a river in there, but the uh, the bottom line is, um, if you've had as much fun as that we've had, uh, there's certain things that you can do. Like there is an email address. What's that email address that uh, the, the artist formerly known as Carson? It is men talking over beer at gmail.com. Send us a link. Send us a line. Tell us what you think. Say hi to Clay. Send send something. <laughs> send us something. And we're also available on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the Facebook. And, geez, doesn't the Facebook go right off? Oh, once, twice a week I hear it beep at me. It's oh, God. so hard to keep up with. Is it our Facebook page or somebody else's that you're talking about? Uh, could be either. I also hear very good things about a new podcast or a recently aired podcast about the goodies. We are about to record the last episode of the series of the goodies and uh, and then we're going to finish season one. 
So I swore just in the background I did see Graham there very, very quickly. It's good night from, I've got to get used to this, it's good night from Clay. And, and it's good night from Graham. Graham. Graham's had, it. Graham's had a good night. Wake up, Graham. He's not, Wake up. He's not Jeff. Wake up, Graham. My Graham, it's all over. It's finished. You can you can stop. You can press in record. It's over. Trust me, the pain's gone. Come back, Graham. Switch off the recording. Is that him? I sent him a message. Oh, I can see where you've done that. Back, you've still got this recording. Hello. You've still got this recording. And uh, when you said you had to go, we did not know if it was a loo break or you were going all together. We couldn't even get you to do a sign off. So uh, we're, we're probably getting this phone call recorded right now. <laughs> it is very confusing, but we're just like, hey, it's still recording. You haven't got stacks of dead time on this. Oh, Graham's back, so it's good night from Graham. And it's good night from him. <laughs>